back in. Monday edition of the Broncos Blitz podcast. I am Danny Williams, along with Bree Maestis, and we got Alex Becker producing the product as well. Hey, guys. Hello. Hey, Danny. How are you guys? You know, doing really well. Fab- okay. Fabulous. Yeah. Recovering. Football weekend without Broncos football is weird. It is a little bit weird, but then you don't have a letdown. Well, then you're just mad at your fantasy teams. Uh, not mine. I had uh, Joe Mixon and Justin Fields. What? Oh. <laughs> 55 points for Joe Mixon? Was yeah. that the greatest fantasy day of all time? Like, you know, because there's been some Adrian Peterson, like four or five touchdown kind of. I mean, Alvin Kamara had six. Mm-hmm. That's, That's right. right. Good and call. So... Christmas day. Yeah. But not with 200 yards, I don't think. Well, maybe he did. I have to go back and look it at that one. It was a but... very impressive impor- Man, Joe uh, Mixon. performance. Uh, okay. So I, we'll start there, I guess. Okay. Um, with the Bengals looking incredible over this last weekend, the week before, um, you know, we're one of the worst performances a team has put out there in the early, you know, go of the season here. Um, man, Green Bay scored nine points yesterday. Aaron Rodgers and, you know, that team looked like a shell of its former self of like last year where they were just, man, they just were, their offense would, was a, a well-oiled machine. Uh, it's Tom Brady. They found a way. Rams didn't look good. Um, well, we got to go back to that because you gloss over Tom Brady pulling another Tom Brady fourth quarter comeback. Well, that's comeback. why I say he, he's the greatest of all time. He surpasses Peyton Manning for, I think, 43rd overall for the, uh, that many comebacks. He a first player to ever reach 100,000 y- uh, passing yards. Yeah. The GOAT. Oh, man, what Tom Brady's done, and I don't mean to already go off track. <laughs> <laughs> no, that was my but it's No, it's okay. When we look back, like in twenty years or fifteen years, when he's not playing anymore, we'll realize that we got to see a you know a Jordan-like era of a player that we got to live through. Kind of like again, what's what happened to Le- you know, what's happening with LeBron? If you're a little bit younger, Tom Brady is so special and so great, and what he's doing is so unique. It's just like unheard of. Um, even if he's lost a step, and you know, even if they finish the season eight and eight and they miss the playoffs, man, ugh, they're, they're eight and eight and not four and twelve because of Tom, or eight and nine, I should say, and four and uh, you know thirteen. It'd be, be it'd be with or without Tom. That'd be the reason. He's the reason for it. He's so special. I'm glad you kind of said that and so unique. What a monster! Um, ugh, man, the career this guy's had is it's like two different Hall of Fame careers that he's had. And what he did in Tampa Bay is just so unique and really separates himself. And it was just a nail in the coffin of anybody who thought he's a product of Belichick, a product of a system, to go somewhere else and win overnight immediately like that, especially for a franchise that's been historically down. That's it. Yeah. That's powerful stuff. Okay. Um, back to just, I was going through what the league is right now, man. I'll tell you, the offense across the league is, it, it's it, the numbers uh, the play, the quality of play is just down. It's not, some people would say, a lot of people would say, it's not good football. You're hearing that right now. It's not good football. I don't know what kind of football this is. Uh, the league has changed or caught up, or it's that Fangio defense, like Fangio's getting credit for all the, you know, the offenses being, you know, slowed down the first part of the season. It's true. I don't know what is turned or what has changed if the defenses have caught up in the league, but I'll tell you, it'll change next year. Because they're going to call the game. The referees are going to call the game different. And they're going to add a tweak here or there within the rules to make um, offenses get to 30 points and give everybody the fantasy numbers that they want and the football that we really want to watch. So it's not just the Broncos. It's not just the Broncos. The Broncos have looked as bad as bad can get. But again, all things considered, the uh, 
What happened? How many points did the Bills score yesterday? 17? Yeah, 17. Okay. Uh, give me the Chiefs. They score 20. 20. Okay, so it's been kind of hard for teams to get to 20 points. There's teams that have broken through and scored 30 a couple few times, mm-hmm. not the Broncos. And that's what makes what the Broncos are right now kind of feel like we're, we're the worst. But I don't think the level of play has been that much difference as compared to some other teams that had real expectations. And that's really it. <laughs> it's like Irv Brown used to say, well, if my house burns, your house burns down, does that make my house better? And I never understood that reference, but it does feel good to see the Raiders collapse by uh, 17 points for a third time this season. That's historic kind of suck. Yeah. You know what I mean? No, no, no. I petty watch all football games. <laughs> I was like, this is fantastic. The, the Chiefs almost falling to the Titans was great mm-hmm. against, a, you know, Willis. Like, that's, no doubt. That's crazy to me. It is. So what do you guys think about the quality of football around the league right now? Can you equate it to the Broncos' struggles? Does it make you feel a little bit better or worse about the Broncos, Let, actually? I, I love that you brought that up because I'm so on the d- uh, defense side of things. Like, I really enjoy dominant defenses mm-hmm. and the Broncos rank up there almost in every single category but so do the Titans and I didn't realize how dominant they really were not only against the run just overall um but particularly against the run so that makes me a little bit nervous as what the Broncos are going to see next weekend um <laughs> because yeah. as we saw what uh, Derrick Henry was able oh, to yeah. do but when you talk about overall the league uh, Defense is stepping up and just kind of extinguishing a lot of this fancy QB play that was somehow supposed to be the new model of how NFL was supposed to operate has been actually really exciting because it just disproves a lot of things. Like, you can get away with some of those stuff. That secondary is going to be hunting you down. They're going to be baiting you to throw the ball. You're going to see more interceptions. So, um, to me, I think that it, it says a lot. But then for the Denver Broncos defense to be so highly regarded in both of those um, realms, both uh, – uh, for eliminating red zone touchdowns, mm-hmm. which they are entirely too good at. I think if you have one of the best defenses in the league in a heavy yeah. defensive league. It's, it, it feels like, and while the Broncos to some might feel, especially kind of haters or people who never bought in on Russ or think it's the same, I really believe like they might not be close to the Bills and they might not be close to the Chiefs, but I think they're close to having a um, recipe that it takes to win any and every game. And what I mean is by if you can run the ball effective, if you can convert on third downs, there's just – they're not they're – not, the offense is stunk. But this defense is a kind of defense that if it finds its way into the playoffs, mm-hmm. anything could happen. They're that kind of special of a defense, and they can really carry you. So, man, if they could just – it's not for the lack of trying, you know. It's, um, you got to just score more than 15 points. Well, you do, but if they score 20 points, mm-hmm. then I'm telling you this team is 5-3. and three. And everyone's saying, well, they got just enough offense and a really great defense. That's a pretty good recipe for playoff success if you don't have Josh Allen or Patrick Mahomes. So, man, I wouldn't say the Broncos are close because I actually think that with, like, where the league is right now and the offenses, that probably offensive line play is probably at, like, a real premium because if – you know, the, it's hard for quarter. It's hard for teams to score in the red zone and get into the end zone. Well, then that extra second of protection is all the difference, and to be able to run the ball effectively, it's like what 
the 49ers do to have success. It's what the Seahawks have done to have set success. And um, yeah, and it's different for, I think, Russell Wilson, because if he was 10 years in this offense with this team, it's a lot different of a story than first year on a new offense struggling with a line that, you know, you're kind of running for your life from. Again, I, I'm with you. I agree. And the difference is, well, you um, look at what Dayball's doing and look at what Mike McDaniels is doing and look what the Vikings are doing. Well, what do those teams have in common? They've been together, the core of those teams, even though they sucked eggs, the Giants. It's been the same group of guys. And now they're having somebody with a new voice and a fresh set of eyes and with a different kind of plan to come in here. And you know, it's been like a reboot. Mm-hmm. Like fans says, reboot, not a rebuild. And... Um, that's happened for the Vikings because it's the same core group of veteran dudes. That's happened with um, Miami because they've been a pretty good team over the last couple of years. Now they're just letting two loose. So the Broncos are just behind the eight ball in a lot of those kind of different ways that we would have thought that, you know, um, Russ comes in here and change, changes things overnight. That's not maybe a couple of years ago he could have done that because of what maybe the offenses were. Right now, what offense is in this league, they're just so far behind and never caught up. And we're past the point for all of these teams to be like, well, it's just the first three or four weeks of the season is the extension of the preseason because they didn't hit each other. Well, now like we're halfway through a season. It's just kind of what the league is this year. And the Broncos um, have been not victims of it because you, you, know, you make the bed that you lie in. Mm-hmm. But in a sense, it's a bad year for us to have switched teams to come in here and try to have, you know, um, the, the defenses are ahead right now. The schemes are ahead. Uh, the Man, go look at some of these defensive players, the size and the speed, not only just 325-pound linemen who move, you know, um, as good as, you know, linebackers, but, um, man, this is the quality of corner play is good. Defenses are ahead right now. That's what the league is right now. It won't be forever. And the NFL doesn't want that. So they'll find a way to uh, help offenses, whether it be, you know, less calls on the holding calls or um, there's a lot of little things you could you just tell the refs to call a little bit different, man. We need those numbers are down, you know, um, and it won't matter unless viewership numbers are down. Well, but, our betting starts to fall off because, you you know, you're just hitting unders the entire time. That's true. And while that might be a saving grace or the equalizer, eventually football like this, people will, the viewership will start to go down a little bit. And mm-hmm. then um, then it becomes a problem for everybody. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, I mean, like I'm trying to not make excuses, but maybe find a reason why the Broncos are three and five. But uh, what's crazy is if they were four and four, everything would be different. We talk about it a little bit different. And everything would feel different because four and four puts you right in the middle of the pack and you're seeing three and six Green Bay Packers. You're seeing three and five Rams or, you know, four and five Buccaneers. And the only problem is I mentioned all NFC teams, you know. Mm -hmm. So the AFC is starting to separate itself a little bit. Like the cream is rising. The AFC East doesn't have a losing team. In that mix, right? They're all above 500 yep. teams. Bills, Jets, Dolphins, and... New England? New England. The Chiefs and the Chargers, 6-2 and two and 5-3. and three. Uh, Ravens, 5-3. and three. Bengals, 5-4. and four. And Titans, 5-3. and three. But there is 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9 teams with better records than the Broncos right now. And there's one... Two more teams, the Browns, uh, no, just the Browns that are five, I'm sorry, three and five as well. 
I mean, the Broncos are only two losses outside of the seventh seed. So that, to me, is actually kind of incredible. And It also, is very incredible. It's the shaping up of what the league is and the parody of what's brought us to just this point. Well, the and the it parody makes, of the NFL season that we've been talking about since the beginning of the season. No, no, that's completely fair. We've been talking about it since we started mm-hmm. doing this podcast together. Yeah. And what's interesting, too, is that I don't know how to formulate or frame when I try to talk about huh. this team specifically because we're coming off of a bye week 14 days without Broncos football yeah and then you're trying to say okay well what are you what are your actual expectations out of this team it's really hard because it could go either way I don't know what to expect from them again you know um Dan Reeves says you never stay the same in the NFL you're you're either getting better or you're getting worse okay so did I ask you if you right now are, would buy, sell, or hold on the Broncos? Did I ask you that last week? Um, we kind of had a conversation about how I wasn't ready to buy back in on that roulette table and okay. slap $100 back. And, and today, if you ask me the same thing, oh. I'm... Let me paint the picture. Yeah. You bought in at $90 a share. Okay. That's the top. That's the Bitcoin's highest point-ish. Okay. Um, right now, Bronco stock's like at $38. Okay. It was at 90 Okay, so are you going to buy your way out of this, buy back in because you think that there um, should be around 55 or 60 bucks and they just kind of have gotten beat up and the brand is down right now? Are you going to hold or are you selling and not going to go down with the ship? Well, okay, so the ass has not fallen out. We're not the Las Vegas Raiders, so I think it's a respectable position to hold at this point. But if it drops any lower, you're going to want to – I don't think you'd buy back in. So this is actually probably prime time to put some more stock into the it. The second fewest points in the NFL the Broncos have given up. I'm sorry, in the AFC. Second fewest points allowed in the AFC next to, that's 132 total. Uh, the Bills are at 118, pretty impressive stuff. Mm-hmm. But then, like, the next closest team is... 158, and that's the Titans. So I should tell you, we know what's coming with the Titans and the Broncos of 16-13 or whatever. But um, the Broncos, as crazy as this sounds, are in it. And not just in it the way they currently sit, if you call them the nine seed, as the seven top seeds go to the playoffs. But they have the Titans, who are beatable with Malik Willis, even though they've had a really good maybe underrated start to their season, all things considered. I don't think they're beatable with Tannehill, though. Uh, I might not think that either, okay? Um, but if Tannehill's just kind of coming back, well, then he's kind of freshly injured. Mm-hmm. You know, come, you know, he's the wound is still healing a little bit, whatever that kind of may be. Um, then you have the Raiders, mm-hmm. total revenge game. Let's go get Josh McDaniel fired kind of game. You know what I mean, right? <laughs> and then after that, you play the worst team in the NFL in the Carolina Panthers. So this, like, again... Your schedule sets you up and helps dictate your success or your failures. And what I mean by that is you might have a you know a pretty good team that would have had a chance to make the playoffs, but early in the season you play against a bunch of really good teams and you can't find your way to 10 wins. Or, you know, or you could have a, a stretch of football here, man. Everyone thought they should be 5-3 and three because of the teams they played at the beginning of the season. Mm-hmm. But let's look at those teams now. Okay, um... Who were the losses to? We got a loss to Seattle. To Seattle, they're six and three, and in first place in one of the better divisions in football. Right? Yeah. They had a loss to the, the Jets. Yeah, the Jets. The Jets are one of now one of the best stories in football. 
The Jets, with this win, became one of the top five best storylines in football this close to beating the Jets. And we had Brett Rippon start that game. Exactly. Great call. Because um, people forget point. that. That's yeah. a great, great call because I had forgotten that already. Um, Doesn't it kind of feel, though, you can't actually pinpoint the games that the Broncos won? <laughs> it does kind of hurt a little bit. But the games they did want against a good 49ers team. Mm-hmm. You know, the Jaguars, I don't know if they would have beat a good team that day, but the Jaguars said, we always talk about, like, the desperation factor of a team when, the you know, the Jaguars knew one more loss that lost to the Broncos that day. Their playoff fortunes were kind of, you know, dashed. That's why maybe their comeback against the Raiders this weekend was kind of impressive. But uh, the truth is any team in the NFL could be good on any given Sunday, right? (laughs) And, man, LSU and Alabama, man, those good teams compared to Vanderbilt and the Missouris, that gap is a mile long. And the gap between um, the Bills and maybe the Jets, the Bills are kind of right here at my – forehead or my five head now um and then probably right here at my nose is the jets and probably right here is my chin at the broncos it's not hard to close the gap on any kind of football weekend but also man it just makes you frustrated the broncos well like i have concerns about the team but i don't have concerns in the defense except for maybe their ability to stop the run sometimes that's a question mark um, That's a question mark for everybody, though, too. They've yeah, been is. good against tight ends. That's historically a big problem, not for just the Broncos, definitely the Broncos, but for, like, any team because the tight ends are so unique and um, uh-huh. create such matchup problems. The Broncos' defense has been spectacular. It has, and then the offense can't respond, and that's why I just feel like you can't. You can't like be like, oh yeah. Well, they you can't count on them. You can't for count sure. on it. And we're not trying to talk you back into them. I, maybe I am trying to talk myself back into them a little bit. I can but, feel it. It's a little bit cope, but I respect you. Is for it? it? I mean, it's yeah. again. Let's. Uh, we were going to before the show today. Just do what we're going to call the political bit blitz podcast, or like the Rockies made a couple moves today. The Rockies blitz podcast. <laughs> um, I don't but, want to talk about the World Series, but... Ooh, mm. We don't have to do that as well. We don't have to do that, I promise. Let's not do that. No, I mean, like the Astros, do you think they're at cheaters? Or do you think that they're vindicated? I think once upon a time, they were. I don't know about now. I, I would that, not make th- those accusations live on the well, air. I would, There's only five guys that were on the team this year that was on that 2017 team. So yeah. it's like... Yeah. The whole, yeah, the whole group is gone. It's almost yeah. like, when I talk about the Astros like this, it makes people mad like we're talking about like politics, like we just kind of were joking about. But it's... I think they're it's total redemption for the Astros. Yeah, because that's for fair. one, it's fun to root against cheating people, in baseball. Though. Is like okay, you um, banging on a tub because you might have saw a sign at the moment he's in his bet, you know, in his wind up, and you still got to hit a ball that's ninety eight miles an hour with a little bit of you know, and that uh, that you think uh, is coming in a certain way. It's it. I want you to keep cheat- the same energy the next time somebody brings up Deflate Gate and uh, Spygate. <laughs> I just I'm just saying. Well, I just don't think you. Man, it's hard to baseball's like you ain't cheating, you ain't trying, but like the NFL so <laughs> rollsy, cut and dry in the NBA too. It's like mm-hmm. and let me I guess you could do steroids and cheat, but it's like hard to cheat unless the def- footballs are deflated a little bit. But even then, the other guy can just <laughs> kind of deflate no- his balls as well, right? <laughs> so, um yeah, I don't know. I want to talk about the Astros. It's the Broncos Blitz podcast. It's been, you know, it's like a weird one. I'm trying to turn the corner a little bit. I'm trying to talk the Broncos and maybe into myself a little bit of like let's put the first half of the season behind us. Yeah. Let's go because let's say the bye week came at such a good time. I know. Let's say the Broncos win 24 to 17. Mm-hmm. 24-17. They beat the Titans this next weekend. Four and what's, five. What's the vibe and what's the feeling like? 
uh, a slight encroachment towards hope and general It wouldn't be optimism. Vance coming up and going, we're back. It wouldn't, <laughs> maybe, no, we, absolutely it wouldn't not. be that? No. A lot of people, I think, would react that way, though. Really? For like sure. the people that were down on him? Yeah. I mean, you, that's, a, that's a road win against a first-place team. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's a big victory. Yeah. Yeah. Scoring so, that many points. Yeah, exactly. It's amazing that 24 seems like this crazy. <laughs> well, it is for the Broncos. I know, and that's the but crazy part. But even for part. the league right now, 24 is kind of a lot. I guess I got to look around. Unless you're the, the Bears and Dolphins. Yeah, that's true, man. Goodness. But listen, I just oh, heard wow. there was all on Twitter here. Who was it? Uh, you know, Maryland, some guys. Oh, now taking... Now taking uh, Patrick Sertan over Justin Fields, oh my told God. you that was a big mistake. Justin Fields is running around and scoring points, and they got nothing to lose, but they're not winning games. It's exciting. Mm-hmm. Oh no, Don't get me good. wrong. And it seems like, you know, the grass is greener and get me one of these young guys who's just running around and making it happen kind of stuff. But they're not doing anything in terms of wins or losses better than the Broncos. They're just <laughs> kind of... Um, Letting it loose after you have nothing else to kind of lose. It's like uh, they used to – Dan Marino's throwing, you know, for 40 touchdowns when no one's ever done it in the 80s, okay? And people are like, man, that Dan Marino, he's, he's – that's what the future of football looks like. And Elway's like a 25-touchdown guy, okay? But – and Elway, you know, they kind of keep the reins on Elway through three quarters in the game, then they're down, Dan Reeves has to go let Elway loose and bring him back to win games because, you know, it's just it was the Reeves kind of way a little bit. But what would John do once you kind of let him loose? He'd find a way to, you know, bring him back, and that's why Elway had all those fourth-quarter comebacks and things like that. I guess there's some little kind of equation there to some of that, right? No? I think so. I think so, yeah. Um. The Broncos Blitz podcast is brought to you by Maverick Sports, the Maverick Sports app. We love those guys. Go check them out. Match bonus. They're going to match up to, I think, $750 on your initial deposit. So go swing for the fences on that first bet. Uh, then take your winnings to Total Beverage and buy alcohol with it. <laughs> this is the degenerate podcast. <laughs> yeah, this is. And then you know, I'm going to shout out. I want you to tag these guys, too, today. Um, Mike Stadium Sports Cards, man. Um like 30 years in the game um his his social stuff is good uh his twitter is really good he's you know funny on there and he does the trade nights and he's got like the singles night and stuff and he you go in there and buy some stuff he'll give you some um raffle tickets for drawings they have every weekend it's got like a big kind of family community vibe the guy's been doing it forever uh imagine a small business baseball cards from being in business for 30 years, what that game has become from, you know, uh, Ken Griffey Jr. rookie cards to jersey cards and autograph cards and, you know, big giant patch cards and graded cards now and, you know, what that kind of stuff is. Man, the guy's doing it since the beginning. He's he's evolved all the way, uh, um, you know, along the process. Mike Stadium Sports Cards, good dude. Um, real quick, what's your... Um, where can I contact you, Bree? How do I, I get directly? Ho- what's your home phone? <laughs> <laughs> can I get a garage code? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. my uh, goodness. Uh, make my days. What's still the passcode right? to your phone? <laughs> no, 
Uh, All right, okay, Tyler Columbus. <laughs> Whoa, watch oh. out. Good call there. Goodness. Okay, okay, find just your Twitter. All right, you can find me on Twitter, Bree Maestas 303 You can also catch me on the Fan Cave here from Mile High Sports Radio, 1 to 2 p.m. on Mondays and every single weekday with the Let's Talk Broncos crew. That's 6 p.m. Mountain Time with Zach Seegers and Joey Richards. Did Zach, I saw him earlier, did he leave before you got here on purpose, do you Absolutely. think? Absolutely. Okay. He's avoiding me. Okay. Um, Alex, you're a jack of all trades. You do it all. I mean, you're calling those high school games. You're one of the best to do that kind of stuff. You're helping me with the show. The show wouldn't be the way it is and sound like the best show in Denver, Colorado um, without you. Where can I find your Twitter? Uh, I'm at A. Becker Sports. And uh, thank you very much for those kind words. Sure, buddy. Um, okay. Any final thoughts from the Broncos bye week? Um, I was trying to think Bradley Chubb had a half a tackle, you know, it's going to take a little bit of time to be absorbed into, um, what they have going on over there. I wish him the best. Sure. Why not? Um, he was creating pressures out there, which I think is important. It's not as flashy as you would hope, but once I, it gets there and never in a million years with the Broncos have paid him 110 million you know, 60-plus uh, guaranteed over, no, you know. congratulations. The, he deserves sure. it. You know, get sure. your bread. You know, that's... that's yeah. Astronaut got yeah, paid. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. yeah. You know, that, that's a winner, son. Cheddar coming. <laughs> um, and that's kind of it. So, you know, good for him. Good good for you, bud. Good for that's you, bud. That's what John bud. would say, right? Um, a pat on the back. Yeah, exactly. So, the not great that, <laughs> you know, Derrick Henry looks like... Derrick Henry this last week. Mm-hmm. Um, as you know, the Broncos know they're going to have to beat Derrick Henry and stop him in order to beat the Titans. They don't score a ton of points, but they move the ball with Derrick Henry almost at will. Tannehill might be at the beginning of the kind of decline if he plays. Malik Willis, if he plays, is dangerous and um, will cause some problems with his legs. The Broncos are in for one. This game will come down to, it's Monday. I don't know I'm trying to like you know tell you what's going to happen in this game. But this game's going to be close. It's going to force Russell Wilson to take to the air, which should see some flashy scoring if all goes well for the Broncos. They got nothing to lose at this point. Might as well. So I want them to trick it up a little bit, turn it out a little bit, and let's go, you know, you want to get nuts? Let's get nuts. Because they just have nothing to lose at this point in the season. And you have to, like, try to... Man, Russ is great at trying to talk his guys, but maybe in himself into this, like, confidence that just, I'm the best, I'm going to be the best no matter what, I'm not going to think any negative kind of thoughts. Uh, that stuff is powerful, and it could work, but you have to have some success behind it. I think if the Broncos tasted a little bit of success, then it's... Maybe something they could hold on to and build off of. Momentum's a real thing. I agree. Mo, if you're not getting better, you're getting worse. So let's the Broncos find a way to turn the tide a little bit here for the rest of this season. You have three games in a row that will put you back into playoff contention or will, you know, set you up to win seven games on the season as you're trying to then weed out guys and do we train Cortland Sutton and you know, what decisions do we make defensively and guys to resign or not? And uh, you don't want to maybe lose anybody on the defense. But when you're losing, and we'll wrap it up on this, it's hard to, when you're losing games, even some of the areas of success, you might want to tinker with some of those areas because you're not sure who's at fault for the losing and who's at fault for the winning. So that's that's the problems that bad teams go through is, man, you don't want to tinker with an area that might be part of one of the reasons why we're having some of the successes that we have. But that's all in George Payton. That's all in George Payton to kind of figure that out. They have to go, man, it's like you want to trim fat, but also you want to add depth. 
because you can't just be, you know, 10 good players or a starting 11 on both sides of the ball and you want to get one or two injuries and you're bleeding out and you're getting attacked and, you know, they're attacking your rookie corners over and over again. Mm-hmm. Um, but that's how the game is kind of played. So um, well, expectations for the rest of the season is what? And then we'll get out of here. Uh, I'm hopeful for nine and eight. Okay. Eight and nine ruins it for me. To nine and eight is a good spot to be. Yeah. I think that it's also, uh, I always tell people, you got to change your expectations. You have to adapt and you have to evolve. Mm-hmm. And I'm not going to get them too high. I'm not doing it again. Oh, yeah. I mean, it's like anyone who holds anything that you once said on the radio against you ever. Right? We, you know, we keep receipts too. And we stand by everything we say. But things change too. Things change. Yeah, you can't I, you can't quote me for something I said three months ago. Well, I, I mean, thought, you can, but I, I'm going to yeah. tell you that shit changed. I thought this was you know was going to be an overnight success, but I didn't think Philly was going to be this damn good too. I'd have never picked the Vikings to be this good. Um, I'd have never picked the Jets in a million years to be this good. I wouldn't have thought Green Bay would be this bad. My take would have been that Devontae, you know, is just another guy. Alan Lazard will step in there, and they won't skip a beat. But it's more than that. It's a lot more than that. Um, man, it's hard to win games. I knew Aaron Rodgers was nobody without Devontae Adams. So I just want to throw that out. Well, there. I didn't, and that's why you're a little bit smarter than me, and you got... Women's to intuition. Yeah, you got you. better hair than me. One because I'm getting a little thin up there. <laughs> Should I go to the man cave and get like what do they? I this is they just t- a wig. I think they. T- <laughs> I think can I borrow one. I think they take. You know, I don't know how the, the technology of today, but I think they take patches of like your hair from butt? your private parts, maybe a butt crack, <laughs> and just sew them. See up here, I'm still got you know still flowing locks back here. Just a little touch up right here, and then all of a sudden I'm looking I thick think it and looks rich fine. again. I don't think you have to do anything. Distinguished. I don't want to start looking like Ryan Edwards. I don't know. Oh, my goodness. Is that a re- that receding right. hairline or what? Yeah. LeBron? Five head. Don't call me five head. Need some uh, hair plugs. I know. Is that what they are? Is that, I don't know. Is that what LeBron has? He legitimately, he just legitimately said he was going to shave his butt and put it on his head. Well, I'm not going to do it. The lady nurses are going oh, to do it. Oh, you got, you got a guy for that. Yeah. You got a lady for that? It's actually that? more scientific than that. but Totally. <laughs> I hope. <laughs> Will it hurt? Okay. Um, okay, guys. Thanks for doing the podcast, Bree. You're awesome. You were uh, got a lot of stuff going on. I still think like the maybe the best, the best radio show in the history of Denver radio that has never happened before is probably you and I, produced by Alex Becker. Mm. So we, just, we did a segment or two. What was it like a couple yeah, weeks we ago? Yeah, we should probably do more of that. And it was he great. hasn't People. invited me back. Really? Uh, so. That was when texters were saying Bree should stay and Danny should go. <laughs> yeah. I remember that. And I think that's exact. we're on to something. Well, again, oh. that's why I'm a little <laughs> mad. Ooh. And Ooh. Um, My feelings were hurt. No, I want everyone to succeed. I'm not... Um, uh, you, you make uh, this podcast better and you make the radio show better. So let's get you in here next week. What do you think? Let's do it. Can you not be cleaning the whole office and instead maybe come jump in I was in nervous you? this morning when I got in. I was in. like, don't bother her. She's cleaning. I was nesting. No one's cleaning uh, since we moved in here four years ago. <laughs> <laughs> she's, That's uh, why you keep me around. Yeah. like and the, uh, She's like took out. <laughs> here's a true story. We had the little fridge over there. There was some meat in there, some ham. I think it was Ronnie's. And it was like, at one point, it became like a science experiment. Like, how long could we keep this? Mm. It was about a year. No, about a year? Know, less than a year. But you guys need some more women in this studio is that's the problem. Sure. You guys haven't had a touch of a woman in years. Um, <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Um, I'll come in when the Hooters girls are here, and yeah. it'll just be uh, hormone overload. Okay. Wednesday, then. Yep. All right. Do you want any Hooters gear? Yeah. Okay. I do. All right. I uh, appreciate the Hooters girl and all the merchandise we have laying around. Yeah, they're, they're There's fine. a calendar that I was going to snag on my way out. Well, go ahead and take it. Yeah, yeah, it's mine. Before all the guys take it. I know. Yeah. You guys are grubby. 
Yeah, uh, Ronnie keeps sneaking off with the calendar. He keeps saying, I'm going to go do a podcast. <laughs> oh, I bet. Oh, my God. I bet. Anil- hey, I bet, Anillo. I bet, Anillo, whatever you're doing with that. No, okay. Uh, it's been the Broncos Blitz Podcast. We appreciate you guys. Bree, thanks. I know you got a lot of stuff going on. It's always fun to do it with you. Um, Alex, great job. We'll see you tomorrow. See you tomorrow. We appreciate you guys, and we love you guys. Good night, Sheila. Good night. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.